The big one. Extremely dangerous. Keep out of reach of children. Cool. What am I gonna blow? Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Tiana. And this is Next Door Villain. A podcast where we uncover the villains to discover their humanity. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. And I don't know where this intro's going, but you got a friend in me. Welcome to Next Door Villain Podcast. I don't know if you could tell or not, but that was my rendition of You've Got a Friend in Me by Randy Newman. Is that right? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) If you are our age or anywhere near our age, which is in the late 20s, (laughs) <laughs> you know this almost 30 almost 30 i'm turning 30 next month actually less than a month away wow. well more than a month away anyways if you're around our age then you know this song because of the iconic 1995 pixar film toy story yeah i'm really glad that we're in a singing mode this month yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah i sang the last episode you sang this one Ah, okay. I did forget about that. So I'm really glad that I could inspire you to open up and (laughs) try out singing with your voice. Yeah, you know, (laughs) it wasn't in my plans when we started this episode, but I couldn't think of any any other way to introduce it. It was the only (laughs) iconic Toy Story thing I could think of in in the seconds I had to think of it. So obviously, we're talking about Toy Story, um, and of course, the the villain. The evil little punk kid from next door, Sid. Sid Phillips Sid. is his full name. Sid Phillips. Yeah. You know his last name. Yes. And I, I rewatched Toy Story today for the first time in many years, and I was so impressed at how well the film was made, at how good the writing was. Like Some of the jokes were legitimately funny as an adult. Yeah. And a lot of stuff I missed when I was a child watching the film. And I also was struck by, in in my mind, Sid was such a tiny part of this film, but he actually loomed fairly large in it. And he has a lot of a lot of great screen time. Yeah, he does. Yeah, my memory from when watching it as a kid, I didn't remember Sid that much, but I do remember being really terrified of his toys mm-hmm. that would come out because one of them had like a baby head with a spider. And then like the Barbie legs one, I was like, that is horrendous when I was eight or whenever I saw that movie. I was like, that is disgusting. But now that I'm older and wiser, I appreciated it a lot more. <laughs> yeah. But I, th- yeah. yeah, those toys were scary. And honestly, they are scary. Like if those things were in real life, they would be yeah. pretty terrifying. Yeah. Sid growing <laughs> up in my mind was just an absolute jerk face, bully kid. And I I hated him. I was scared of him. I was, you know, scared of kids in my life that were like him. So it was exciting to revisit and and look at him from a new lens as an adult. And I think I definitely came away with a, a different understanding and appreciation for who Sid is as a person. 
He looks like one of those kids that will grow up and in his 20s or in his or in his teenage years be a guy who drinks way too much monster energy drinks. Absolutely. I think you've, you've <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> I was like, I know a lot of guys like that. Yeah. In Toy Story 3, I think they make a little allusion to him at that time in his life. And he's like a garbage man. And he's like kind of like jamming really? out with headphones on and yeah. picking up the garbage and throwing it in the truck and rocking out. <laughs> yeah. Very, very monster energy vibe, I felt. Yeah, right. But hey, I mean, he had a job. That's a very responsible job to have. So I'm proud of him. Yeah. And we're led to believe that he stopped torturing toys. Yeah. They mentioned that in Toy Story 3. Oh, really? He yeah. stopped? Yeah, that he was so scared. He was, he was so terrified. Before we get into too much more detail on, on the Sid story, we got to do that thing we do every episode where we try our best to explain everything we can about the character in 30 seconds or less with no prior preparation. And if you're listening from home or if you're listening from anywhere you might be listening from, it doesn't have to be a home, you can go to Spotify and vote for who you think does a better job at this 30-second intro. It's a fun little challenge we do. There's not really any big stakes to it, but... Are there going to be any stakes this time? I didn't think about it, but it seems like you have an idea. Um, I'm trying to think of something that doesn't entail doing something weird to toys. <laughs> I don't have any of those anymore, but... I don't like the idea, just the phrase, doing something weird to toys, <laughs> um, immediately brings some, some, some things to mind that I don't want to be thinking about. Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't even think about that. I mean, if you have them, just no, just kidding. Um. Oh, okay. Maybe whoever loses this one, they have to do a reenactment of being scared of a moving toy or being scared of a toy that has come to life. So you have to like act out your reaction to that. Okay. If you lose. Right. The loser of this thirty-second challenge will perform <laughs> uh, a dramatic interpretation of uh, of being scared by a toy coming to life. Um, All right. I think you went first last time. Yeah, I think so too. All right. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. All right. So Sid is a really hyperactive boy and he likes to um, shoot off toys for fun, blow them up. And a lot of the other toys are scared of him. And towards the end of the movie in Toy Story 1, he almost blows up Buzz. um, But then he's stopped by Woody who unveils himself and shows him as like a living breathing toy and that freaks sit out a whole lot and he runs away really traumatized and it's yeah Time's it's quite up. the story all right good work thank you all right your turn all right go uh sid phillips is a young boy with a very creative mind he likes to take apart his toys and reassemble them in interesting ways he also likes to blow things up and he likes to um shoot off his toys with rockets do other cool things um, he's got a little bit of an aggressive streak, um, but otherwise just your classic young teenage boy stuff until one day he's playing with his toys and they come to life and they sort of like, uh, start coming towards him and they're really creepy and scary and he changes his ways and, and then, then, then that's it. <laughs> I'm so nice. I gave you six more seconds cause I'm nice. Hmm. You didn't tell me you gave me six more seconds though. True. Also, don't forget the dog. Uh, Doggy. I did forget the dog. He owns a dog. Um, Yeah. Pretty scary dog that yeah. <laughs> is very yeah. aggressive. And I got to admit, I do feel bad that his sister's toys have their heads off because he takes the heads and puts them on other toys. Mm-hmm. And his sister just like plays with these headless <laughs> dolls. 
<laughs> and I'm like, hey, whatever, whatever works. I mean, toys are pretty adaptable. You can apparently take their heads off and they're still alive. So they are more resilient yeah. <laughs> than humans in some ways. So, so speaking of him ripping his head off, his sister's toys, I really felt watching this film that Sid, for the most part, didn't technically do anything wrong. Like he's villainous mm -hmm. because of the perspective we look at him from. But ultimately, like, he doesn't know that the toys are sentient. And, right, yeah. And why would he know the toys are sentient? They, the toys do everything they can to convince people that they aren't. So, like, when he's performing surgery on them and recreating them, he's just being, like, creative. And so what if his creations are a little creepy? It's it's still kind of cool that he's able to do that. I mean, he makes some cool-looking creatures. The, like, yeah. spider leg thing with the doll head. I really like the leg one, the legs on the, yeah. <laughs> the fishing pole toy. Like, really, I don't think we can dock him for doing that because he doesn't know they're sentient. But I think we can we can dock him for treating his sister very poorly and, like, torturing her yeah. by ripping her toy's heads off <laughs> and scaring her. Yeah. So I'm an only child, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming that siblings in general do somewhat not horrendously mean things to each other but like mildly mean things to each other when growing up that are just kind of like fun like i'll take your toy and i'll rip it off and i'll keep it and haha -ha. yeah i i think that that's pretty normal among yeah. children yeah and i didn't know like did you know that toys have feelings no and i me neither <laughs> and i i think it's a work of fiction perhaps created right. created by pixar <laughs> I don't know for sure, uh, but... We also have to stop acting like we've been perfect to our toys, too, because, like, I've done weird stuff to toys as a kid. Like, like when I was little, I would... When I was sitting in the back seat of the car, like, on a long road, road trip, I would take my Barbies and I would take their shirts off and I would rub <laughs> their boobies against the window um, and then, like, show it to drivers as they drove past. So that was probably kind of confusing for them but i loved like taking their shirts off and then like rubbing it on places <laughs> <laughs> what was what was the appeal there uh i mean i was i just maybe because i didn't have boobies at the time and so i was very maybe fascinated by them like there's just these like big plastic mountains on this doll and i i don't know what to do with it I don't know. This was before Barbie went through a revamp of like being more body positive because like I think maybe I was just taken aback by like the small waist, big boobs, beautiful hair kind of thing. And then I would like analyze it and be like, OK, this is really weird. And then just rub her on things because that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think I have taken some heads off of Barbies because I'm a spawn of the of a mammoth. Yeah, I th I think it's pretty normal to <laughs> experiment with your toys a little bit. I I can't think of any particular examples doing anything bad, but I, I'm I'm sure I did like weird stuff when I was really little. I mean, I, yeah. I I have a stuffed animal that I performed an operation on. Oh yeah. Oh, you just unlocked something. I didn't do this with toys, but I used to do surgery on worms. <laughs> oh, it was bad. I did a lot of surgery on worms. What? And they were living. Yeah. They were living beings yeah, they, from the earth. They may not be sentient, but they they clearly are alive. Yeah. So arguably you're worse than Sid. 
Yeah, yeah, because I killed, I would kill worms. Of course, I thought to myself, like, oh, it's just a little bug, and I'd pretend that I'm saving its life, and I would cut it open. And I was so fascinated by the gooiness and the what would come out of it. And I would cut it in different ways. Yeah, I really liked worms. So yeah, I'm worse than Sid. <laughs> yeah, so given your history with uh, toys and animals and... I mean, I didn't do anything bad with animals. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think a worm is? An insect. Is it insect, not an animal? A biologist might disagree. They're in different animal categories. Yeah, but it's like it's still categories <laughs> of animals. Um, I'll need to look that up. <laughs> anyways, anyways, so forget the animal thing. Uh, I, I'm willing to overlook <laughs> that because I have certainly stuck enough hooks through worms and then fed them to fish. Oh, that's true. Yeah, life. I guess if you fish. Uh, yeah, I've certainly killed plenty of worms. Anyways, I, I'm wondering if uh, one of the Barbies that you were rubbing against the glass window of your car suddenly turned around and asked you to stop. How would you react? Like, if one day your toys <laughs> became sentient, how would you respond? Like, yeah, can you imagine like a Barbie just like turning her head and she's like, "You skank! Look at you! Stop it!" That's what she would sound like because Barbie is really sassy. I, I mean, I would think that there's something wrong with me. My, my first thought wouldn't be, "Oh, the toys have come to life." <laughs> I think it would be it would be what is going on with me that's causing me to, you know, I have a mental breakdown, I think, because that's just so absurd. Right. Yeah. It's it's frustrating because if you ever told someone, they would be like, you're going to child psychologist. I just think I would be extremely terrified and I wouldn't ever touch a toy again. So same reaction as Sid, really. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or I would be like. I knew it. I was right. They are real. Or I would be like, hey, Barbie, can you cure my loneliness? <laughs> you would have adopted Barbie as your, right. as your sibling. I'm an only child. Could you just like stay here forever? And then we'd grow up and we'd get old together. And I'd be like this weird old lady at the end of my life sitting in the nursing home with this Barbie. And I would tell one of the nurses in my room, I would say, you know, I have a secret to tell you now that I'm getting to the end of my life. That Barbie, that Barbie is real. And the nurse would be like, okay, <laughs> that's cool. No, she'd be like, yeah. Why don't you go to bed? She'd be like, yeah, that Barbie's real. It's a doll. Or I would be like, that Barbie speaks to me, has spoken to me, and has been my best friend since childhood. The nurse is like, why don't we take your meds now? <laughs> go to sleep. So Sid, <laughs> so Sid. <laughs> uh, how how do you, how do you empathize with this okay. boy? I have a very important point to make, <clears throat> and I think maybe you might have it, but we'll see. We can assume the following: that Sid's act of blowing up toys is an act of activism. He's bringing awareness to the fact that as people have spent an upwards of $1.2 trillion on toys up until now, these unrecyclable toys are just adding to the climate change turmoil that we're facing. Wait, sorry. Plastic sorry, sorry. toys uh, contribute. We, we can assume this? Yes. Oh, okay. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> plastic toys contribute to global warming when plastics originate from fossil fuels. They also have chemicals like BPA and phthalates that harm children when they chew and suck on toys. These chemicals can contribute to cancer, birth defects, diabetes, blah, blah, blah. 
Every toy blown up to smithereens is a toy that doesn't need to go to the dump or ocean and damage our earth. Every toy blown up is a toy that a child won't suck on and ingest chemicals from. Blow up the toys. All right, I'm going to... Good job, Sid. Hmm. (laughs) You know, I I agree with the sentiment here. Um... But I, I have I have some issues, <laughs> specifically with uh, when you blow it up. Uh-huh. You know, at, at least in a landfill, it's all in one place, right? You're putting it directly into into the environment we're living in around us. Into I, I would argue much more digestible pieces of plastic for a child or an animal to accidentally eat. Oh, but but it's to smithereens. <laughs> but he's blowing it to smithereens, like he blew up. The, the military man, and he disappeared. What do you think smithereens into thin are? Air? <laughs> it's like small bits. <laughs> they went into the abyss. To, and and, and if, if, they went into, Neverland. if they went into the abyss, it's because they burned up. And when you burn chemicals, it releases uh-huh. like the most toxic gas. Well, it's just a symbol. It's just symbolic. I don't know. All right. I think... Uh, <laughs> at, at best, maybe Sid is is making a poor attempt at a political statement about the state of our environment and consumerism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe you would have the same point because... Yeah, I just, um, I don't know if the evidence is there that this was one of Sid's motivations. But it... Well, we can assume... <laughs> If anything, I, I would be more willing to buy the argument that Sid is like a social anarchist type and is like down with capitalism and consumerism. And that's why he's oh. like refuses to play with the toys that are marketed and given to them and that he chooses to blow them up as a act of anarchism against the consumerist right. culture that forces him to play with the standard set of toys made from other continents and shipped to the U.S. So what, what, one real thing I have to say about Sid, there's this moment in the movie that goes by so quick that I almost missed it. It's when Buzz Lightyear is strapped to a rocket ship. Sid has gone to bed for the night and he's waiting for the next day because it's going to be a sunny day and he can shoot Buzz off into the sky. Anyways... The alarm goes off and Sid like wakes up. He's like waking up from a dream. And the words he is saying is, I want to ride the pony in his dream, which leads me to believe that he might have some kind of like suppressed softer side to him. Hmm. That like maybe all of this aggression and anger is a reaction or a compensation for something that he feels like he's had to tuck away which is maybe this feeling that, you know, he wants to do the quote unquote girly thing and ride the pony, which is, you know, kind of a, a dumb, you know, gender stereotype. I was there. I went through a period where I was obsessed with horses for like mm-hmm. six months. <laughs> nice. Um, but anyway, I, I think it reveals a potential softer side that he's hiding away that only comes out in his dreams when he can't suppress it. And that I think is sad. Because it means there's pressure coming from somewhere in the outside world that's not allowing him to let that part of him out 
and express that side of him. Yeah, I didn't even catch that. I think that's a good good thing to notice. He's very creative, clearly. I think he's got that going for him. Oh, yeah. I actually wrote down that I think he would be a great plastic surgeon. Might want to do that sometime in his life. I mean, when he's older and wiser, he won't when he won't put like toy heads on people. But yeah, speaking of surgery, one of my favorite, what I thought was one of the funniest lines in the film is uh, Sid is performing an operation on one of the toys. And he's like role playing, being a doctor and Buzz and Andy are watching him. And Buzz is like, I do not believe that boy has a medical degree. (laughs) I do like that. Maybe someday, but... Yeah, I I wasn't thinking medical degree, but I was thinking like perhaps like engineering. Oh, yeah. Something where he gets to work with his hands and like solve problems, maybe challenge himself. I think he needs to be challenged intellectually. It seems like maybe he doesn't have an outlet for that. That's a good point. He might be kind of bored, you know, because... Because nothing else is really stimulating him, so he's blowing up toys. Also, how does he have explosives anyway? Yeah, that's a great question. Isn't he 10? Yeah, he, I don't know. he's clearly ordering them online because he's waiting for the box to show up. And then he pulls out the rocket, and on the side of the rocket it says, what, like, not for use by children or something like that. Right, keep out of reach of children. I was curious about his home life. I think his... His mom is often a voice in the background, but we never meet her. I don't think a father was ever referenced. Interesting, because Andy doesn't seem to have a father present either. I don't know if if that means anything. Andy, like, moved and everything, and the father was never there. He wasn't there for the move. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. So I thought that was that was yeah maybe a, a single mom was an interesting choice, like an interesting choice to make and then not bring up at all. Because that actually might be kind of a cool thing that they did, that they were like sort of normalizing that, not making a big deal out of the fact that here was this, uh, what seemed to be a good, happy family Uh with money. Yeah. Because they live in a nice house and have nice stuff. And they get Buzz Lightyear, who, by the way, was way funnier than I remembered him. Yeah, this movie was overall way better. And I I, I noticed, which I never knew, that... um, a couple of the, the, I think there was three main writers. One of them was Joss Whedon, and mm. another one was Joel Cohen of the Cohen Brothers. Oh, yes. Um, and, I didn't know that. And both of those guys are, I mean, well-known, great writers. But, I mean, right. the Cohen Brothers, they, not on style for either of them. Joss Whedon's like kind of a, in the sci-fi world a lot. He did um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, that series. Yeah. Um, and I think he directed one or two of the Marvel films as well. And Joel Cohen, Fargo, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? So I- interesting that they wrote for Toy Story. But I think that yeah, I'm glad they did. Yeah, probably <laughs> one of the reasons that the that the story is so good. Right. I have a question. Yes. It's actually a three part question. Okay. So it's like really essay based. You have to be very anxious about it. If you were a toy, what toy would you be? How do you relate to that toy? And would you be okay with being blown up by Sid if you were that toy? So let me start in reverse with the last question first. Would I be okay with being blown up <laughs> by Sid? I I mean, the obvious answer is no. Why would I be okay with being blown up? But also, I am a believer that toys are not sentient. <laughs> <laughs> So you wouldn't be you. You would um, just be plastic. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't blame. But let's say let's say toys are sentient. I don't know. I guess does Sid know that I'm sentient? In this scenario, no, no. Then I, no. I think like conceptually, I'm okay with the fact that he's blowing me up. I'm not okay with it because I want to. I'm a toy and I want to live. But I am at peace with the idea that he has of dying. Well, I'm at peace with <laughs> the fact that he's not doing any wrong to me because I, as far as he's aware, am just a piece of plastic, and he has no reason to believe that I have any sort of thoughts or feelings or emotions. Mm. Uh, and so he's not doing anything wrong and. As a toy, I guess that's just my fate. And sometimes you just, sometimes you just have to give in to what the world gives you. I think wow. maybe. Wow, you're very at peace. Yeah. What toy would I be? I like to think I'd be something like there was these the toys that I had growing up. Connects. Are you familiar with? Describe them. Well, they're like Lego, and that they're like a bunch of different pieces and types of pieces that you can connect together. But but they were more like mm-hmm. rods of different length and then like connector pieces so they could go off in different directions. Oh. You could build like roller coasters or whatever you wanted out of them. They were a big part of my childhood. I, I used to build – there were like these ball machines where it would like – a little motor would like carry the ball to the top and then it would roll down in all different directions. Yeah, it, it's coming back to me. Yeah. So I think I think that's what I would be because I – it's able to be so many different things and I find myself pulled in all sorts of different directions because I just I get excited about one thing and then I want to do that thing and then I get excited about something else. So I dabble in a lot of different areas. And so like the connects, I'm able to like reassemble myself in different ways to accomplish different things, I guess. That's cool. What about you with those three yeah. questions? What what toy <laughs> would you be? Why? And would you be okay with being blown up? Also, a connect yeah. structure being blown up would be cool because it would really explode and break apart. It would look awesome. Right. It would probably hit some people in the face. Like. Yeah. So I looked up a list of Barbies, like different types of Barbies with different jobs. Because I knew I would be a Barbie, but I didn't know what job I'd have. Huh. And there was a cat burglar Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... Wow, there's a cat burglar Barbie. But I couldn't tell if like she steals cats. Like she is a burglar who steals cats and that's why she's a cat burglar Barbie. Or if it's Mattel trying not to do any harm to copyright and it's like a cat woman Barbie. Uh, She like dresses like a cat and she burglarizes. Yes. Well, which one would you want to be? Both? Well, I would dress up as a cat. Well, I would be a Barbie dressed as a cat with cat ears, and then I would steal cats. And of course, I would be a Barbie because they're the hottest toys in the toy community. Hot, they're hot. probably one of the most... Res- like, attractive or hot-like? They shouldn't get burnt. Uh, that would be bad. They would melt. Hot, like, attractive or hot, like, popular. Was... Yeah, or both. both. Hot, attractive, and popular. So they are the most prestigious in the toy community because we know that the toy community, they operate in hierarchies. They are elitist. And you see yourself as the the top of the food chain. At the top, yeah. If I can't be that in real life, then I might as well be that in the toy community. It's it's aspirational. Yeah, and all the woodies would want to do me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think think you want to be Bo Peep. Oh, okay. Bo Peep. <laughs> I mean, just if, if you want to catch Woody's eye, I think. That's, okay, all the Buzz Lightyears would want to tap yeah. that. 
but I would unfortunately steal cats um, from people. Yeah, but you would take care of them, right? (laughs) Sure. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. But someone could have already been taking care of their own cat, but then I just break into their house and I just take the cat from their living room and is like, bye-bye, which wouldn't be very nice, but it's certainly something I would consider doing if I were a toy. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm doing something bad, so I'm already evil. So I would accept being blown up by Sid because in this instance, he's like a judge. He is uh, judgment day for the toys. He's you like a uh, bad toy. Like a, like Scarecrow in Batman Begins when he's like running the court system and like... <laughs> yes. So that's just the image I imagine. Certainly was not the nicest or fairest of judges. Did he punish Catwoman? I don't think so. But I think that's the connection my yeah. mind made. It was like Catwoman, Batman, Scarecrow, Judge. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's that's my answer. I would be Catwoman Barbie who steals cats. <laughs> and then her demise is that one day Sid is like, you're an evil Catwoman. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything else to add about Sid? One of my notes, a small comment that I made was, he is not wholesome. And I don't know where I was going to go with that, but I wrote it down. And that's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I, don't I, think know it's, I, I think it is factual, for sure. It is true. <laughs> it is true. It shall be said. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Sid is not wholesome. Well, yeah, that's, um, I guess that's a wrap on Sid. Yeah. I actually found that I, I really can't fault him too much little mean to his sister but otherwise i i think doing some interesting creative things he's doing some interesting things for sure yes thank you all for listening you may know that we have merchandise now you can uh, check that out by going to our website or the link in our instagram bio uh will we'll lead you to our merchandise we've got some cool magnets and shirts and stickers and coffee mugs and whatever you might be interested in with some cool little designs Also, you can now rate us on Spotify. Spotify has a new podcast rating area, so we encourage you to go on there. No longer do you only have to rate us on Apple Podcasts. You can do it on Spotify as well. And then, you know, we're on all the Instagrams. We love all the Instagrams. We're on all the social (laughs) media, Instagram, Twitter, occasionally TikTok, Facebook, all of those places. If you search for Next Door Villain, you'll find us. We're the only ones. I think. Maybe. Maybe. Or they could be next door. Yep. <laughs> I tried. Um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Follow us, rate us, love us, and yeah, have a good 2022. Bye. We'll, we're Stop. still here in 2022. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not leaving. Just saying, you know, it's a good whatever. Yeah. All right. I need to be blown up because I can't talk. So. All right. <laughs>